Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on a high feast day within the church. It is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception of Mary. Uh, For us Catholics, this is a holy day of obligation, one of six within our our faith, and uh, so we celebrate it well. Uh, today. So uh, we depart from our normal schedule as we go through Advent. Uh, Every Advent, of course, this falls on December the 8th. Um, We will change whatever reading it is because this is a feast day around which things move. And so uh, we will go jump back to Luke chapter 1 and focus on Mary, uh, on uh, the Annunciation, actually. So Luke 1, 26 to 38, a very beautiful and famous uh, passage within Scripture. Let's share it together. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, And he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who is called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. That is such a beautiful gospel, isn't it? I mean, there's so much there. It is so beautiful. So, we celebrate the Feast of the Immaculate Conception of Mary. Because this is the gospel that is chosen, and because it falls within our time of Advent— where we are preparing for the birth of Christ, right? Uh, For Christ to be born, uh, not just uh, on December 25th, a memory of of what was born back then, but uh, uh, birthing now within our world, in our lives specifically, uh, within the the life of the church, uh, within the life of, of, as I said, the world. And also that birthing, that coming again at the end of time. Um, because we're focusing on Christ in Advent and preparing for his birth, it can often and easily be misunderstood here because this is the Annunciation Gospel, right? 
that what we celebrate on this feast of the Immaculate Conception is the conception of Jesus. No, <laughs> no, uh, we don't. Um, we celebrate that on March 25th. <laughs> you know, because, of course, Jesus is fully God and fully human. He isn't conceived on December the 8th and Mary gestates. So over, you know, what would that be? 17 days. Yeah, that would be odd, wouldn't it? That would be something worth uh, worth paying attention to. No, he, he's fully human. And, and so, of course, he gestates over, over nine months. And so we celebrate that. Uh, on the Feast of the Annunciation, the announcing of uh, Gabriel, the plan of God to Mary, and Mary's yes to that plan. No, today we celebrate the Feast of Mary's conception and how Mary, we believe, as Catholics, was conceived without sin. Now, why do we believe that? Where does that come from? Bigger and greater thinkers than I would be able to answer that question far, far better. But it's a, it's a, precept. It is a a belief of the church that has developed over time. It is a doctrine uh, that has developed over time. Uh, Believe it it, um, uh, came out of the Eastern Church in the 7th century, the Western Church, of which we are a part. We are the Latin Church, the Roman Church. When I say the Eastern, I mean the Orthodox Byzantine. Um, and, And it came to the Western Church in the 8th century. And so, again, we, we both um, gravitated onto this idea, and then it developed more over the centuries to the point where I believe it was Pius IX at uh, mid-19th century that declared it a uh, dogma, declared it a, uh, a, a indefatigable... Is that how you say that word? Uh, a... a, a, a Doctrine that is to believe by all people uh, within the church. Um, and, and where does it come from? Okay, so Paul talks about that Jesus is the new Adam. He talks about just as through one man sin entered the world, through one man then we are, are uh, saved through uh, that sin or from that sin uh, through his actions. And, and Paul points to Jesus as this new Adam. Well, that theology, again, is, is what developed over those first centuries. You know, they, they defined Mary as the Theotokos, the, uh, the mother of God, uh, and um, uh, all those things. And, and it was defined that, boy, if Jesus was the new Adam, is Mary the new Eve? That whole idea that there needed to be both and, and uh, because both Adam and Eve um, partook of the apple and, and original sin, uh, that idea of sin enters into the world and that communion, that union, that relationship with, with God is lost and we seek it, all of humanity seeks it. And so while God, Jesus, of course, represents all of humankind, uh, I mean, it's the idea, I think, that uh, people thought, okay, he represents the new Adam, whereas the new Eve, and, and they found that in Mary. And the idea, of course, goes further than that. It's, it's that idea that uh, Jesus was without sin, of course, and without stain. And, uh, and for sin... So, so even the blood uh, of sin would not have gone through him while he was in utero in Mary, that she was protected 
uh, and, and without sin in her life. So even that taint of sin doesn't come upon Christ. Again, this doesn't point to Mary as, behold, look at me, okay? Never, never does Mary even act like that. And, and never does the church say, look at, at Mary. I mean, even, boy, you think of, of John Paul's, um, uh, John Paul II's uh, motto, uh, to Jesus through Mary. It wasn't to Mary. It was to Jesus through Mary. Uh, and, and we could look at the Immaculate Conception in that same light. It, all of this was to perfect the work of Christ, to perfect the work of Christ. So he was without uh, stain of sin. And so he was carried in an ark, the ark of Mary, without sin. And so it's often in this gospel, my friends, that we look at that and say, oh, but, you know, it's so interesting because it's the, the interplay, the interchange between Gabriel and Mary, and, uh, and she is going to be having to say yes to this, um, to this invitation to be the mother of, of God and, and the Savior. But the, the key question or key phrase is the first one. That at least the reason I suspect that this gospel was chosen for this feast day um, is the when Gabriel announces, "Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you." Now, is he saying that uh, merely as greetings? Hail, you know, um, you who are filled with grace and and goodness and God's life and love. Well, you know, it, to to that extent, sure. Uh, the Lord is with you. Is he saying that because I am sent by the Lord and I'm with you because the Lord already is present? The church, again, in in coming to believe this, it, it's it's an evolution, a de- development of this doctrine throughout the centuries, um, came to the idea that saying hail full of grace is stating the fact of the fact that she was held fully in grace, filled with or without sin, full of that grace at the time. And so that was stating a fact of the matter, of, of what she carried with her. And the Lord is with you um, already in and, and among uh, you. Now, does Mary take that and say, Boy, I'm great. I don't. I don't need God. I'm. I'm already without sin. I'm. I'm okay. And kind of. Well, that would be a sin in itself, wouldn't it? They're saying I'm. I'm not in need, and I'm okay. Well, we know her response, right? You know, in the Magnificat, she says, "My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior." That even she, being without sin, knew she was in need of a Savior, and points again to God. That, that idea that we that that Mary is such a wonderful companion with us and we go through her to Christ to Christ because everything she does points to Christ last thing I'll say and again this deserves far more but that whole wonderful you know after Gabriel says hail full of grace she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be now, if she's greatly troubled because there's an archangel within her room, that's one thing, completely understandable. But that's not what it says. She was greatly troubled at the presence of the angel. She was greatly troubled at what sort of greeting this might be. Ponder that. What does that mean that I'm full of grace? The Lord is with me. And I think it's those lines that the church just grabbed onto and said, because it points to this concept of new Eve. Christ being the new Adam, Mary's the new Eve through which this new creation is being born. Um, love the, the interchange, you know, where, where 
um, Gabriel lays out the plan. Says, here's how it's going to roll. And Mary's response, you know, it's not all that different than Zechariah's. And I know I'm going a little long and I apologize. It's not all that different than Zechariah's. Only a mere, what, 10 verses earlier? When the angel Gabriel, the archangel Gabriel goes to Zechariah in the temple and says, hey, you're going to have a son and you're going to name him John. And and he's going to be the foreshadowing of the Messiah. And Zechariah, here, let me get to this. Zechariah says... Uh, how shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is advanced in years. Well, poor old Zechariah gets, you know, muted for nine months because of that. How, how shall I know this? My wife is old uh, and has been barren. Well, Mary's response to the angel, to, to the same one, says, how can this be since I have no relations with a man? Again, not that different. But I suspect Zechariah's was laced with, this doesn't make a lot of sense because Mary or, or Elizabeth is barren and, and I'm not sure you can do this. Whereas Mary's, I think, is not, I'm not so sure you can do this as more, but how can I get pregnant? I know how women get pregnant and I've had no relations with a man. So it wasn't doubting the plan, wasn't doubting that God could do it, but was simply saying, how's the process going to work here? Because this is different. This is different. And that's when uh, Gabriel not only talks about what's going to happen to Elizabeth, but says that line, for nothing is impossible. Nothing will be impossible with God. That's all she needs to know. Okay, you've got a way to figure it out. That's all I need to know. All right, I'm good with that. I'm good. Then behold, I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to your will. Um, she didn't know, brothers and sisters, that this was going to lead to a cross. She didn't know the ups and downs. She just knew enough that said God asked her, and uh, and He had a way to figure it out. That was enough. It was enough for her. Yes. Um, good for us to ponder that today too. You know, I, I, I don't know the plan for me going forward. I don't know the plan for you going forward. But you know what? Somebody does. All we got to do is trust in that one and say yes when the opportunity arrives. To, to have, you know, it's okay to ask questions, not doubt the, the uh, ability of the person, but to ask questions of, oh, that's interesting. How will that happen? Because that's what Mary did. But knowing that the one who's asking can do all things can do all things. That's enough. And, and when I get into the hard parts later, I'm going to ask more maybe. And I'm going to need more definition in your presence. But this is enough for now. May it be enough for you and I now as well. Let's pray. Again, we invite you to bring any intentions uh, with you today, and let's place them in the arms of our Blessed Mother as we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The second sorrowful mystery is the scourging at the pillar. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, blessings to you on this Feast of the Immaculate Conception of Mary. Uh, may you be held well in the arms of God, and I look forward to us uh, breaking open God's Word again tomorrow.